Good morning and welcome to week 10 of our video programming during social distancing. My name is Mike Elstock. I pastor the Community Baptist Church and we gather here in South Riding, Virginia uh, in uh, typical times, but uh, we are continuing to bring video programming in an empty auditorium to you again this week. Well, we need you to continue to pray for us. God give us wisdom with regarding the when and the how of returning to in-person public church services, at least on Sunday morning. I and many other Christians across America are growing a bit impatient with our government. Uh, they see value in going to places like grocery stores and hardware stores and liquor stores, but they don't seem to see the value in people having the liberty to go to places like church. There seems to be quite a disconnect here, based on my experience, being in a church environment is much safer than being in a big box store shopping. And yet the government doesn't seem to value the going to church high enough to be able to see the safety in that and the benefit to our community. So continue to pray for us as we uh, as we uh, work through the when and the how of returning to in-person church services. Until that time when we are back in services, we will continue as a church family to minister to your family uh, by bringing children and adult ministries to your home, Sunday schools, adult Bible study fellowships, prayer meetings, and more. And uh, it is our pleasure to be able to minister to your family through media during this time. Something you could do for me this morning, if you're watching our program on YouTube, why don't you subscribe to our channel today? And if you're on our Facebook page, maybe you can like the page, share the page, or start a watch party. Let others know that the program is happening at this very time here on our church Facebook page. This morning, we're going to be focusing on a message entitled, More Than Remembering. We're in um, honor of Memorial Day tomorrow, and in honor of that, we're going to be considering the theme of remembering, but there's a whole lot more to Memorial Day than remembering. And so we'll be looking at the Word of God from the book of Joshua this morning as we think about that theme. This evening, Mark Rogers is going to be with us at our 6 o'clock service time. Uh, Mark Rogers is an evangelist and a musician. Uh, he has been coming to Community Baptist Church uh, for uh, nearly 20 years. Uh, he was a young single man when he started coming and singing and preaching here in uh, in Community Baptist, and now um, 20 years later, married to uh, teenage children, and uh, they were scheduled to be with us this past Friday, yesterday, and today, all day, uh, ministering to our church family, but obviously we had to cancel that special event uh, due to the virus uh, situation. However, Mark Rogers will be on our video feed this evening, and we're going to be chatting about the song, Victory in Jesus. He's going to share some things he's learned recently about that song and the story behind that song and how that is so applicable to the situation America is in today during the virus uh, crisis that, uh, that we're dealing with. So tonight, 6 o'clock, we'll enjoy having Mark Rogers here with us. We have a young man at, here at uh, CBC that just graduated from high school. His name is Henry Taylor, and uh, his dad is going to play the piano for him, and Henry's going to bring us a special in song this morning entitled, Be Strong in the Lord. I know you'll enjoy this song as Henry and his dad, Ken, share this special music with us this morning. Eagle ascending, victory is 
Thank you, Ken and Henry, for sharing that special in song. What a truth. Uh, the challenge to be strong in the Lord. And we appreciate so much uh, that special in song this morning. Tomorrow's Memorial Day. So over the last few days and, of course, today and especially tomorrow, a lot of people will be giving some uh, serious consideration to the subject of Memorial Day. Memorial Day every year is a reminder to us to pause and to reflect on the lives of those who died during major conflicts for the liberty and freedoms that we enjoy. Uh, the price they paid that we might have the freedom and enjoyment of uh, liberty today uh, is something we need to always remember. And so I want us to consider the theme of memory and memorials, remembering, uh, from the Word of God this morning. And I've chosen Joshua chapter 23 and 24 as a place in the Bible where we can focus on the theme more than remembering. I really believe that Memorial Day involves more than merely remembering uh, the names, the faces, the stories of the soldiers that gave their lives for our liberty. Uh, it is that, and that is so vital, but it's more than that. And, uh, and I want us to learn some things from God's Word today about the importance of remembering the past, but the importance of doing more than just remembering the past. So if you have your Bible there at your home this morning, I invite you to open your Bible to Joshua chapter number 23. The, um, the book of Joshua, uh, the 23rd chapter, is going to be the place where we're going to focus our attention for the next few moments this morning. Uh, Joshua is a character in the Old Testament that came on the scene as a, kind of an assistant to Moses as Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were two men that were loyal to God and loyal to the cause of God's people, a new nation of people uh, going into the land that God had promised their forefather Abraham. And when, when things were really bad there at Kadesh Barnea, things didn't look good at all. Joshua and Caleb had faith, and they believed that God was able to do what God had promised he was going to do. Uh, and yet the rest of Israel lost faith, and the catastrophic 40 years of wandering in the wilderness uh, came as a result of Israel's faith failure. But Joshua was faithful. And Caleb, and as a result, when they got through that 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they were the men, and Joshua particularly was the man who took Moses' place at the uh, end of the book of Deuteronomy, the beginning of the book of Joshua. And Joshua became the leader that led Israel across the Jordan River and uh, to take the land that God had given to them. Where we're turning in our Bible in Joshua chapter 23 uh, is at the end of Joshua's life. He has led Israel in. The land has been occupied by the people who were uh, the, uh, the ones that God intended to live on that land. Of course, it's God's land. God gives it to whom he will. He promised it to the descendants of Abraham through Isaac. Those descendants have now come to the land that God had promised to them 
and Joshua was their leader that led them into that land, the conquest of that land, and the, um, the dividing up of that land to the twelve tribes of the people of Israel. And so Joshua is now an old man when we come to Joshua 23. And as an old man, Joshua is remembering the battles that had gone before. He's remembering the price that had been paid by so many people to be able to secure liberty and freedom in the land of Israel. And so at the end of his life, he calls the people of Israel together to have a time of memorializing the blessings of God and the sacrifices of the people to be able to secure the promised blessings of God. And so it becomes a very fitting passage of Scripture for this time of, uh, of year when we celebrate and enjoy remembering uh, our American heroes who gave their lives to uh, provide for us and to maintain for us the liberties and freedoms we have today. Well, there is uh, there are six words I want to mention from these two chapters, uh, not words that appear in the chapters, but words that describe what is happening as Joshua gathers the people together. Let me read uh, the beginning of Joshua 23. The Bible says, And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel and for their elders and for their heads, and their judges, and for their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken in age. And then he begins to speak to them about the situation that they're in as a nation of people. Six words I want you to focus on and think about. Six words that are important for us today as we prepare for tomorrow's Memorial Day celebration. In verse number 3 through 5 of this chapter, the first thing that Joshua did was he called the people to remember God's blessing in their past. Verse number 3, the Bible says, And ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that hath fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to an inheritance for your tribes. From Jordan and all the nations that I have cut off, even unto the great sea westward. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight. And ye shall possess their land, as the Lord your God hath promised unto you. I want you to notice that the first thing that Joshua did was that he called the people together and challenged them to remember. Remember your past. Remember the history of coming into this land that God had promised that he would give to you as the descendants of Abraham through Isaac. And so the remembering of the price that had been paid, the promises that God had made, and God's fulfillment of those promises was key to the celebrating of this juncture in their life as a nation. Joshua, an old man, soon to die, calls upon the people to remember what God had done to provide them this liberty and freedom in the land of promise. You know, the subject of remembering is a subject that we find throughout the Bible. Uh, God often called upon his people to pause and to remember something that had happened or that he had done. And over and over again, God's people are called upon to stop and spend a day or spend a week uh, remembering 
uh, what had happened, remembering the the blessings that they had enjoyed. And that's what this time of year is to we as Americans. Uh, tomorrow is Memorial Day, and we're reminded tomorrow to spend some time remembering the price that was paid by so many people for us to have the freedom that we have today. You know, the, the tune of taps, the bugler, the trumpet uh, sounding out taps is very um, appropriate for Memorial Day. Originally, this song was composed by a soldier by the name of Dan Butterfield. He was in the Civil War, and some horrific battles had been fought here on Virginia soil. And on uh, July 2nd, 1862, Dan Butterfield, who had composed Taps, played it for the first time in tribute to his fallen comrades during a horrific week of fighting here in Virginia in the Civil War. That melody has been played ever since 1862 at times of remembering those who have paid the price for liberty. Uh, whether on the North or the South in the Civil War, the song Taps uh, was a, a way of memorializing the sacrifices that had been paid. Let me read to you a rendering of, of words that one of the renderings that I have read of the words of Taps. Day is gone, gone the sun from the lakes, from the hills, from the sky. All is well, safely rest. God is nigh. Then good night, peaceful night, till the light of the dawn shineth bright. God is near. Do not fear. Friend, good night. Dan Butterfield, playing taps to honor his comrades that had died in the week of fighting in 1862. Would you take a moment to, um, to listen to taps being played? It's an important way of remembering the sacrifices of others. Thank you, Dan Butterfield, for composing those notes, that song, that tune that, uh, that we as Americans recognize so quickly as being an appropriate tune uh, when we pause to think of the sacrifices of others. I trust that tomorrow on Memorial Day that you will spend some time reflecting, remembering. Joshua called on Israel to remember. Remember what had happened in their history that had brought them to the day that they uh, were living uh, at that time. Now, there's another word, because it's more than remembering. There's so much more than merely remembering. 
The second word I want you to consider is the word challenge. Challenge. You see, Joshua then issued a challenge to the people that were living to preserve God's past blessings. Listen to verse number 6. Joshua 23, verse 6. Joshua, after encouraging them to remember, he said to them, Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that ye come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor calls to swear by them, nor serve them, nor bow, thou, uh, bow yourselves unto them, but cleave unto the Lord your God as ye have done unto this day. For the Lord hath driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you. So Joshua challenges them. Now, if you're a student of the Bible, you immediately recognize the verse number 6 that I read sounded an awful lot like chapter 1 of the book of Joshua. And you'll find almost the same words there when Joshua began leading Israel to go into the promised land. And now at the end of his life, he says the same thing. I, I take, uh, take uh, note of that. In other words, Joshua ended at the same place he began. And that's because God doesn't change. The God of history is the God of today. And, and God doesn't change. What was true before is true today. And so Joshua not only remembers the blessings of what God has done, but he challenges the people of God to preserve those past blessings by telling them to be strong and obey the book of the law, the word of God that God had given to them, and not to turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You see, liberty must be maintained. It's not enough just to remember the price that others have paid and the sacrifice of their lives in producing and preserving liberty for our generation, that liberty must be preserved. And things don't change. What was true before is still true today. God said to Israel through Joshua, you need to recognize that the God of yesterday is the God of today. And he is the only true and living God. And don't you turn to the gods of the the uh, people groups that were in the land, the false gods, the man-made gods, don't mention them, don't bow down to them, don't worship them. You need to maintain the liberty and the freedom that has been produced by the prior generation. And I think that's important advice on Memorial Day. We need to remember the ones that paid a price to bring us liberty, but we also need to make sure that we, the people of today, are challenged to maintain the liberty that they paid for. Let me, let me say it this way. The ones who died to give us liberty, was their sacrifice worth it? If we lose what they died to preserve then that calls into question whether their sacrifice of life was worth it if the next generation loses the liberty that they produced or that they preserved. And that's why Joshua, after encouraging the people to remember the past blessings, remember what God had done in producing that nation and taking them into that land and, and, and providing them the, the land that... Uh, the land of promise. That's a wonderful thing to remember, but it's not enough. There's more than remembering. You must be challenged to maintain the liberty in your lifetime. The liberty that they died to be able to preserve. And so the challenge came from Joshua 
for the people to obey the word of God, to live the word of God. God hasn't changed America. What was wrong in the past is still wrong today, regardless of whether your opinion of right and wrong has changed. God's opinion of truth has not changed. And so the sacrifice of the past is only worthwhile if the people of the present maintain the liberty that other people died to bring to us. So a challenge to maintain those past blessings into the present and preserve those blessings. Then Joshua did something else. He spoke of remembering. He issued a challenge that they would preserve those liberties and freedoms. But then Joshua warned them of the coming judgment if they fail to preserve the freedoms and liberties. Listen to what Joshua said in verse number 12. Verse number 12. Let me remember read verse 11. It's the end of his challenge to preserve God's blessings. I'll read the verse number 11. And then verse 12, he issues a warning. Verse 11. Take good heed therefore unto yourselves that ye love the Lord your God. Why love? Because love is the foundation of obedience. It's your love for God that is the foundation of your obedience to God. And so the challenge is to love God enough to preserve what the previous generation had produced under the power of God. Now the warning. Verse 12. Else, if you do in any wise go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations, even these that remain among you, and shall make marriages with them, and go in unto them and they to you, know for a certainty that the Lord your God will no more drive out any of these nations from before you. But they shall be snares and traps unto you. Scourges in your sides, thorns in your eyes, until ye perish from off this good land which the Lord your God hath given to you. And behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth. Joshua is going to die. And ye know in all your hearts and in your souls that not one good thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one of the one of the thing hath failed thereof. So Joshua issues a warning. The warning is: if you don't love God and obey Him, if you turn to worship the gods of the heathen, man-made gods, false religions, then God's going to stop defending you. He will stop blessing you. And the end result will be that those heathen nations will come and will become a thorn in your eyes. They will come in and become your enemies and they will defeat you and drive you off the land that God promised. Well, if you can read history, you know that that's exactly what happened. It took a long time before it happened, but it eventually happened with the Assyrians, with the Babylonians, with the Romans. Uh, that's happened over and over again throughout the history of the nation of Israel, where the warning, if you don't love God and obey him, you will pay a price. And that warning is a warning that is important for every generation to remember. The failure... To maintain and preserve liberty purchased by previous generations will result in the loss of liberty. Americans, we need to think about that tomorrow on Memorial Day. The failure to preserve those liberties will result in the loss of those liberties by present and future generations. And so we find a remembrance of those who paid the price to preserve and, 
and, and, and bring to us liberty, a challenge to give your lives to the obedience of God in order to preserve what was bought in the past, and then a warning that if you don't love God enough to preserve those freedoms and liberties, then you will pay a price with the loss of liberty. Then, the, the fourth word I want you to consider is the word history. Because in Joshua chapter 24, from uh, verses 1 all the way down through verse 13, we have a history lesson as Joshua took the time to rehearse the history of Israel. How God had called Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and, and, and down through the, the history of Israel, how they'd come into the land and God had given them this land that, uh, uh, that uh, he had promised to Abraham. In verse number 13, at the end of this history lesson, chapter 24, verse 13, Joshua said, And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them, of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not, do ye eat. And so at the end of the history lesson, Joshua reminded the people of Israel that God has given them the land of promise. And it came complete with houses built and vineyards planted and, and olive yards uh, groves planted. And they inherited this amazing land. Their history lesson reminded them of the mighty promises and power of God in giving to them all that he had promised. Important history lesson. And by the way, it's important for us to know our history and the hand of God in our past as well. Well, let me give you the fifth word. The fifth word is the word commitment. You see, after the history lesson, Joshua called on the people to make a commitment. In verse number 14 of chapter 24, the Bible says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood. That's speaking of the Euphrates River. Uh, the other side of the Euphrates River when Abraham grew up in the land uh, of, of um, what became eventually Babylon. And so... Uh, Joshua calls upon the people to make a commitment to serve God. And he says, you need to decide today who you're going to serve and make a commitment to serve God, Jehovah, God, that brought Abraham from the land of the, on the other side of the Euphrates River to this land of promise and that you have come to today. And so we have the promise of God to the the people fulfilled and now calling for a commitment from them that they will commit themselves to be able to uh, take this land and serve God in this land. One final word, and it's the word memorial. In verse number 25 of chapter 24, verse 25, So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words of the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto you. It shall therefore be a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God." And so we have a memorial set up, a stone uh, set up underneath an oak tree as a memorial to the people's commitment to serve God and to, uh, and to honor God with their love and their devotion. So we have six important words that are vital for God's people of every generation. We need to remember the past blessings, what God has done. We need to be challenged to preserve those liberties and freedoms in our present generation. We need to hear a warning that if we don't preserve 
the liberties and freedoms God has given to us, we will lose those liberties under God's judgment. We need to take and remember our history and see the hand of God in leading us to where we are today. And then we need to make a commitment that we're going to love God and we're going to serve God with our lives and in our families. And then it's good to have a memorial. Something to remind us of the commitment that we've made. You see, Memorial Day is more than remembering. It starts with remembering. But it involves all of the rest of what we read in Joshua 23 and 24. It involves not just remembering, but preserving and being warned of being challenged of being able to make a commitment to God, of learning our history and setting up memorials. All of these six truths are found here. And we could really, we could really boil all that down to say that there were times of remembering the past, a time of passing on responsibilities for the present, and a time of calling for commitment to preserve for future generations the liberties that we enjoy. Memorial Day for America is more than remembering. It is remembering. It is passing on responsibility for liberty. And it is calling for a commitment that we will be in our generation what others were in past generations. That we might have liberty and freedom preserved for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren to come, should Jesus tarry his coming. Well, we live at a unique time, and our Memorial Day tomorrow is going to be celebrated during a unique time in America with the COVID-19 virus that has so changed our world. But it has done more than just change our world. It has opened up the inner soul of America. It has revealed what is really important to this current generation of Americans. The result of COVID-19 is placed on the screens of our computers and, and smartphones and television sets every day. Uh, the number of people in the United States who have uh, confirmed cases of COVID is said to be 1,577,758 as of yesterday. 94,729 deaths have been attributed to the virus in America. Now, I realize that that number is greatly disputed because of the way the deaths have been counted and how the virus has been blamed on just about everything. But yet that's the number that has been promoted and was on our media screens yesterday, approaching 95,000 deaths in America. And so because of the threat of the the virus and, and what it would cause to happen in America, decisions were made. The lockdown, the quarantine of healthy people, the stay-at-home orders, all of these things have, have happened in America and changed our lives and the way we live our lives. And there has been much debate as to the nature of the virus and what the best response to the virus would be. And we continually hear that debate uh, each day, the debate that we need to keep as many people as possible from being in the presence of the virus by staying at home and locking down. And then, then there's the argument that that, that is doing nothing more but, but assuring us of greater complications in the future. What we need to do is allow healthy people to be in the presence of the virus and to, to build antibodies and, and uh, resistance to the virus the way we do to many communicable diseases. And so the, the, the battle will continue and the opinions will be, continue to be offered by different people as to what would have been the best response. We look back as Monday morning quarterbacks and say what we should have done. We look forward and say, what should we do moving forward uh, to 
to best deal with the situation that, uh, that we're facing. The decisions that we have made in the past with the quarantine and the lockdown have, uh, have had serious consequences. Consequences regarding health. We are seeing more and more medical experts begin to express to our government that we have worsened the situation by the stay-at-home lockdown. We have compromised the immune systems of a generation of Americans who are staying at home out of the public and their immune systems are going south. Depression has, uh, has begun to become a problem. Uh, the, uh, a number of doctors just this past week uh, wrote to uh, our government and expressed the long list of health problems that have come because of the quarantine and the lockdown. And so there are opinions being expressed as to what the best thing to do going forward. Some are even saying that the lockdown and the, uh, the uh, reduction of food production has, uh, has uh, on the verge of causing uh, starvation in many parts of the world that depend upon uh, nations that are producing much of the food the world consumes. And, and so there's the appeals from our some in the medical profession to, to stop the lockdown for the sake of our health in America. And then there are others that argue Make the lockdown longer for the sake of our health. There are various opinions as to the consequences of the decisions. There are consequences on the economy. We hear that every day. What has happened to the economy and the impact that's having on the health of the nation. Because poverty is a complication that brings medical problems. And so... All of this, we're living in the swirling of all of these opinions and all of these concerns because of the COVID-19 virus. But there's something that goes even deeper than all of that. I believe that the COVID-19 virus has opened the heart and soul of America as to what is really important in our lives, what is really vital in our lives. And it seems that as a nation, as a country, we have taken a giant step away from our heritage as a country of free enterprise, a country of self-reliance, a country of people who, who took care of themselves instead of depending on a government to take care of them. We have, in the midst of this virus and the decisions that have been made, our country has taken a giant step away from our heritage as an American people. We have forgotten our history. We have forgotten what made us the great country that we are and, ha and, and came to be. And in place, those in our country who believe that the government is God and the government should take care of everybody, the socialism and the, uh, the free money from the government to be able to take care of all of your needs has found an opportunity to promote and to push the socialist agenda, which is a huge reversal of our heritage and history as a nation. Memorial Day is more than remembering. It is remembering what made us great. Our forefathers were God-fearing people who believed the Bible and established a country. Our founding documents can be traced to the documents of, of religious people who were paying a price for their religious liberty in England and in the New World here in America. Our country was founded by people who believed that God had made us a free people. The government can't make us free all they can do is recognize that God made us free and they can keep their hands off our freedom. Our government was founded that way. And yet the COVID-19 virus has provided an opportunity for America to take a step away from all of that. To forget our heritage. To forget our history. And rather than commit to preserving liberty in our generation... We find so many calling for a rejection of liberty and a reversion, not a reversion, but a, a, an abandonment of history and moving into a new direction, a new America, a socialist America where government is God. And Memorial Day needs to be a time of remembering what made our country great, why our forefathers did the things that they did, 
how they developed the country they developed and commit ourselves to be faithful to the principles and truths of the Word of God founded on liberty and freedom that only God can give. It was said, and he has been quoted, Benjamin Franklin has been quoted as answering the question of a lady uh, during the time that our founding documents were being drafted. And the lady reportedly asked Benjamin Franklin, what kind of a government uh, have you given to us? And it is said that Benjamin Franklin replied and said, a republic if you can keep it. And the question for our generation is, can we keep what our forefathers produced? Do we know our history? Do we understand why God blessed America? Are we cognizant of the warning that when you don't preserve liberty, God will stop blessing the work of those godly people through whom that liberty was recognized, and in its place, liberty will be abandoned, and we will lose the freedoms and liberties that we once enjoyed and took too much for granted. And so, the question is, are we committed to the principles and truths of the Word of God that came into play in the formation of America and the godliness of a people to whom God blessed with liberty. And I remind us all on this memorial, uh, this eve of this uh, day before Memorial Day, that God hasn't changed. God's morality hasn't changed. God's design for marriage hasn't changed. God's creation of people as male and female, and God assigning their gender on the basis of the biology that he created them with hasn't changed. Our God is the same today that he's ever been. Are we cognizant of his blessings on a people who formed our country believing in that God? And are we committed to the principles and truths that are still important in our country today? Or are we willing to allow our country to abandon our heritage and to go the way of the, uh, the socialist agenda of making government God and letting government supply all of our needs rather than God in heaven. That is, those are huge questions that America needs to answer on Memorial Day. We need to remember, but we need to do more than that. We need to remember, and then we need to act upon our memory and preserve liberty for another generation. The truths and principles that made our nation great were founded upon a God who loves his creation. And the God who loves his creation wants his creation to enjoy his blessings. And that same God is willing to bless people today like he's blessed people in the past. That same God is willing to forgive sin to save people from eternal judgment and to make people a part of his family where they can enjoy him forever. And that is the essence of this great God that we have come to know and believe in and worship and honor. That great God loves you today. I hope you'll remember that on Memorial Day. And I trust that you'll Give attention to him and allow us at Community Baptist Church to help you know him personally, that he might be an influence in your life for his honor and glory. May God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at Community Baptist Church. This evening at 6 o'clock, Mark Rogers will be joining us. Mark Rogers. Uh, is an evangelist who is also a musician, and uh, he was scheduled to be with us today, and we're going to enjoy him uh, joining our video. We're going to be talking about the song, Victory in Jesus. He has been studying that song and has learned some things about the background of that song that I think you'll find very interesting. Six o'clock this evening, uh, we'll enjoy Mark Rogers. Right in, uh, as we close this uh, program this morning, uh, 
one of our families, the Simpson family, Jonathan and Ann Simpson, uh, are inviting us into their home where they're set up and ready to play the piano and sing uh, some songs of the faith. And I'm going to head over there now myself and enjoy some gospel music. And so uh, as this uh, live feed ends, we encourage you to wait just a moment on our Facebook page and pick up the next link that will uh, pop up in just a moment. If you're on our YouTube channel, come on over to our Facebook page and let's enjoy some gospel music uh, this morning. You folks have a great day and a great Memorial Day tomorrow. Be strong, be strong. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week. Be strong.